Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stancy and Emil A.S.H. checking in for your regular Thursday live stream. Well, Apasiro, he should be in in a bit. Uh, problema lang siya with his uh, with his mic right now. It's been um, giving us some issues over the last couple of weeks. So let's see if he's able to jump in the stream midway. Uh, in the meantime, how's it going, Emil A.S.H.? I am doing well. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> yun lang. And, uh, yeah, nasab- you're doing fantastic. Yun lang. Yun lang. Yeah, wala, wala nasab- na explanation. Nasabi ko din earlier na in a couple of days, I'll be going back to the province. So it's been a great couple of months here. Uh, daming daming na-check sa bucket list ko. So I'm looking forward to going home and I'm also looking forward to the next time na babalik ako dito sa Metro Manila. So. Alright. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the month of May. We just came off of a PLE weekend. But we had backlash on Sunday Manila time. Uh, later this month, we're going to have a couple of other pay-per-view slash PLEs. One of them being Night of Champions, which is happening uh, May 28th. Manila time, uh, madaling araw basically because I got my call time for for that show. Um, it should be like eleven or eleven thirty p.m. Uh, it it will start the main show will start mga one a.m. Manila time because yun yung equivalent ng eight p.m. Saudi Arabia time. So para sa mga gustong manood ng live with. Uh, the members of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and our friends at Geek Talk PH were actually cooking up a viewing party over at Hobby Stadium. That's uh, our new venue partner for this party. Um, tickets are already available at snack.ph slash geektalkph. Again, that is snack.ph slash geektalk.ph. Uh, Early bird rates. So if you want to save a couple hundred pesos on your tickets for Night of Champions, then go ahead and uh, buy those, buy your tickets now. Or you can show up at the door and just uh, you know pay full price at the gate. Yes, Julian, puyatan na walang tulogan master showman yan ang gagawin natin uh, for Night of Champions. Um, I'm not exactly sure kung meron tayong prizes up for grabs this time around. I think um, if if we could. Pull some strings. You mga friends natin at Hobby Stadium might actually make that happen, but we'll see. Walamun ng guarantees because unlike the WrestleMania viewing party, I'm not the one collecting uh, yung mga prizes this time around. So yun uh, Glendale, tamayan yung mga nanonood ng viewing parties late at night. Uh, zombie mode kana paglabas mo, di ba? Um, I think I've done that like once or twice. Have you ever done a viewing party like that, Emil? Yung gabi, no. No, never. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's an experience. Like uh, you're gonna come in, sempre hyped, kapa, excited, kapa, and then siguro an hour or two, and you'll be like, "Fuck, I want to go home," because your your body's just not used to it. But you work at night, diba? So I'm sure yeah, you know so, what, what that's like. Yeah. So definitely, um, if I if I would be ex- able to experience a, that late na, late of a viewing party, I think I'll be fine. Because usually, gising naman talaga ako at that 
point of the day, even though it's weekend. So I think I'll be fine. All right. So again, tickets for the viewing uh, party over at Hobby Stadium for Night of Champions. They're available at snack.ph slash geektalkph. Uh, I see that Ro is already on the stream. Um, he's sort of resolved the tech issues. Uh, Ro, pakigalawan baso. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I will not sound as good as I usually do. So uh, I apologize. I'll be talking as loud as I can. So I hope I'm coming across at least kind of clear. All right, so we know Rose here. While Rose getting warmed up, Emil, let the good people know how they can uh, continue to be part of our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. All right, so if you want to uh, get the full Wrestling Wrestling Podcast experience, you can do that by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, where you can subscribe for as low as $5 or the local currency. It's around 275 pesos. Um, madaming perks ang pagsali sa aming Patreon and being a part of our Patreon community. We got the Discord server where, can, where you can uh, interact with your fellow fellow podcast and talk to us about anything. Uh, of course, there's wrestling, but you can also talk to us about a whole bunch of stuff like music, uh, memes, sports, fashion, everything and anything under the sun. And we also have uh, the Pasabais, which uh, the last one just concluded last month. And if you want to be a part of the next one, which will not be that far off, no? and if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch, you could get it through us. And also the review content uh, is also a part uh, of, being a pa- uh, of being a patron to our Patreon uh, of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well, courtesy of my fellow ASH Rowan. And by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars. Bruce, how are you gonna how are you gonna say I'm your favorite Filipino wrestler and then roast me in the next uh, <laughs> the next comment? That's so business for you. Issues. They love oh, you one second and hate you the next. Oh my. Okay, go on. Go on. All right, let's start with our first piece of news from outside the ring. So, if uh, you were watching Dynamite earlier and you were wondering, ano tong big announcement na inannounced ni Tony Khan earlier na hindi pa niya binuo, uh, it's actually referring to AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery reportedly putting together and finalizing a new TV deal worth $1 billion. Now, this is huge news, and the reason why. Uh, kung nabuo na nga to, hindi pa siya ina-announce ni Tony Khan on social media or on Dynamite is apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, they're saving the actual announcement for the upfronts next week in New York City. So if you don't know now what you know. upfronts are, sorry? Now you know. Yeah, yeah. So you've been questioning why there was an announcement for an announcement. Well, you know, announcements for an announcement are always silly. But you know, I'm explaining to the people how upfronts work. So these are events held by the networks themselves. And they're designed to basically bring advertisers in and get them all hooked and interested in upcoming series or TV shows or seasons of existing shows. So for Warner Brothers Discovery, but for their channels like TBS or TNT, part ng slate nilang AEW. So uh, they want to make that big announcement in front of the advertisers mismo. That way they can really drum up some, some hype, some public publicity for this new $1 billion TV deal. Obviously, it's huge for everybody involved. Yeah, uh, $1 billion is nothing to joke about. Um, one person sa TikTok, they tried to make fun of uh, WWE's $1 billion deal with, I believe, NBC Universal. Yep. Then they said, oh, $1 billion. $1 billion is you know, $1,000 million. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, that's no small amount, lalo na dollars pa, where uh, dollars have uh, a lot more purchasing power than our pesos. Right? What seems yeah. small in dollars is actually a lot of money. So this is so that's like this is a five-year deal. So AEW is getting two hundred million dollars uh, per year from uh, from Warner Brothers, Brothers right? So uh, that's a lot of money for the boys and girls of AEW. And you, when you compare, when you add to that, uh, Tony Khan's uh, money from all his sources so that uh, you can bet that there's a lot of money going around for the really really deep talent pool of AEW yeah uh, just to convert it for everyone in case di pa kayo naniniwala na big deal yung 1 billion it's like 55.7 trillion pesos wow. yep that's more money than any of us will ever see in our lifetimes <laughs> 
Yeah, and this one guy on TikTok just said that WWE is gonna die in five years because they they only made only one billion dollars. So people are stupid. But anyway, that's beside the point. Ego Emil, may masasabi ka ba about this new deal that AEW set to announce next week? Uh, this this is obviously a vote of confidence by Warner to AEW because when the yung nagmerge yung Warner Brothers and Discovery, there were a lot of people, there were a lot of skeptics online who were saying that oh it's gonna be WCW 2.0 once again. If you remember back in 2001, it was another merger that re- basically killed WCW. So a lot of people, you know, were having skeptics about that when this merger happened, but. Turns out the opposite happened. It looks like uh, AW is going to stay under Warner for a really long time. And this is a good news to everyone, good news to the wrestlers, good news to the fans. Um, I There's a comment here by our friend Steven. Um, now, maybe AEW will also shift its pay-per-view model to streaming with their uh, new uh, subscription-based uh, streaming service, Max, which... Uh, will they they will relaunch later this month? So baka magyari yon. So um, but still way too early, I guess, to say anything. Um, they just announced this deal. So looking forward to hearing more about this this deal as uh, we go on. Actually, hindi pala inannounce. Ni report palang ni Tita Dave. Ni report, yeah, ni report palang. Basahaw gusto ko ng AEW sa HBO Go. Yeah, that answers Bruce's question. May streaming service by Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's literally Max, the former HBO Max. So um, that should be the streaming thing because AEW is pretty behind on streaming. Like mm-hmm. ROH has streaming, had streaming before they were bought out by Tony Khan. So um, I know that was kind of last on their priority, but holding hold is still Yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming, so they had AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, and they were quietly put to bed. Uh, a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, apparently it's because this deal is said to cover all broadcasted AEW content. So all TV and pay-per-view rights ang bibilhin ng Warner Brothers Discovery. But uh, hindi kasamang ROH, apparently uh, because I guess Honor Club and ROH is really its own separate entity. Yeah, I think they just really consider... Because uh, ROH was never AEW. Like Tony Khan is the owner, but it was never under AEW. So that's why hindi kasama yung... Uh, ROH doon sa kanilang uh, sa deal because it really is its own separate business entity. So uh, that's why, but also that's also why uh, the AEW Dark shows were quietly stopped because the um, WBD really wanted all AEW broadcasted content to be uh, on their channels. So um, if you are uh, if you liked the free wrestling on YouTube like I did. Like some of us did, uh, sorry, that uh, business has businessed and they killed that for all of us. Yeah, uh, that's what capitalism does. All right, let's move on to our next piece of news from outside the ring. And it involves Goldberg and a possible retirement tour. So, there's balita na lumabas this week uh, from the House of Wrestling podcast hosted by Nick Hausman. He interviewed Rick Bassman, who is a promoter, someone who helped make Sting, The Ultimate Warrior, John Cena, and Chris Masters uh, get their start in the business. So apparently connected itong si Rick Bassman dito kay Goldberg. And he's hinting na Goldberg might actually go on a retirement tour and that he's working on the dates. So he's also mentioning on that podcast na they're trying to work out a date in Jerusalem uh, in September or something that could involve Sting. Maybe bring Goldberg back for one last run in WWE. Uh, so yeah, um, wh- what do you guys think about this one? Di, di pa ba retirement tour yung second run yung with WWE? Apparently because not. I thought, I thought that was honestly. So that's a good question. Um, I guess not, diba? So maybe it isn't. And uh, despite what we all feel about Goldberg as internet fans, there are a lot of people who will still pay top money for this because they. These people are likely casuals who still think that the Goldberg of 2023 is the Goldberg of 2001 to 2003 or 2004. So, nostalgia glasses are working there. Um, but hey, uh, it's going to be money for him. Uh, I don't. Obviously, the matches are going to be short because he's Goldberg and he's old. So, um, I guess it's easy money when you're that big of a star. Yeah, uh, you know, good for you if you're able to make money off of uh, your fame, the height of your wrestling powers in the 90s and 2000s. Um, you know, just don't expect Bret Hart to show up in support of Goldberg. 
All right, uh, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about backlash. Take a look, baby face producer Jasper. Mamaya pa, break muna tayo. Uh, let's hear from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, let's review WWE Backlash from San Juan in Puerto Rico. Okay, babyface producer Jasper, let's put up uh, that slide featuring the Puerto Rican audience, which a lot of people were raving about um, in the days since Backlash, to the point that apparently may bali balita na uh, there are some WWE talent who are clamoring for Backlash to be held in Puerto Rico moving forward. So what did you guys think of the crowd and did it influence the way that you enjoyed the show? Definitely, because I think another reason why the crowd was like that was because it's been a long time. It's been um eighteen years, seventeen the, years, yeah, two thousand seventeen, yeah, seventeen years since the last time they had a show in Puerto Rico. So may effect in yon, because people have been clamoring after this for a long time now. So they definitely, you know, they definitely made up for it with the yung worth yung wait nila was worth it, because they really made the event epic like um with their chants and their cheers and i love how the crowd was really loud from beginning to end and it wasn't really a smarky crowd you remember a smarky chance or anything they like they just participated in the show and they really made they parang they made um an a show to an a plus show for me mm-hmm. yeah Uh, I'm gonna liken this crowd to early PWR. So, uh, early PWR, if you were there for it, I know some of you in the, in the chat were, uh, early PWR crowds were loud as hell. Um, even though it was honestly not, we were literally green. We were, uh, shitty as fuck. Even the best wrestlers you know now were not as good as they are today. Uh, the crowd made it work. The crowd sold the shit out of us. And then... For a lot of people, the atmosphere that those crowds, those early PWR crowds lent to what was honestly a less than mid show, uh, it it made us look uh, like legit stars, you know. And that was the same thing that uh, happened when Backlash came to Puerto Rico. So um, because of that, it was it was because of. These crowds not being exposed to regular wrestling the way a lot of other cities in the U.S. do, like the way your big markets do, like L.A., Chicago, New York, uh, Florida, whatever have you. Those people, they've seen wrestling over and over. Uh, that's why when they when the shows come back around to them, it's not as big of a deal. But you know, you go to a, sh- a place like Puerto Rico where uh, the local promotions have only been doing their thing and you don't get to see the big stars of WWE, right? or you go to uh, to the UK, to, to Wales, where you, know, you don't get WWE in a big show, you only get them in house shows. Um, even with AW, the reason you, you, go, you go to them and you put up a show in Wembley Stadium, the fact that you're coming to them, which they have not seen you in a while, speaks volumes. Right? That's why they give all their love. So a lot of that is why the show was a success. I don't think you need to make backlash specifically uh, the Puerto Rico show. You can just do anything, uh, do any show, because it makes sense. You know, it, it's like having a theme pay per view. Right? Like uh, I don't need TLC every December. Just do it when it makes sense. Like same thing for backlash. Show. Yeah, um, I I thought that the Puerto Rican crowd was really loud and. Ako na nakapang hype sa akin, especially since I came into the show all puyat and everything. Tapos si Carlo was calling the the show from Cambodia. 
because he's covering the SEA Games. So, may roommate pa siyang natutulog. So, yung, yung audio niya parang, uh, live mula sa San Juan, Puerto Rico. Tal- eh, parang <laughs> napaka, napaka-restrained niya, gago. <laughs> so, I had to bring the heat and the energy. <laughs> Ito ah, ang WWE Backlash. Puta rin na. Wala, wala tayo magagawa kasi trabaho niya yeah. yun, di ba? Glendale comes to us with a good question. Should uh, WWE, and I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'll include other promotions today. Like, should they hold PLEs more regularly in uh, other countries outside the US? Yes, the answer is always yes. The, let's not forget what the first W in WWE used to stand for. Di ba? Um, there are a lot of markets. Yes, it's costly to put up an entire production especially a broadcasted production from another country. But uh, these are your international audiences. So these, are the, uh, these are the people that keep your machinery going outside the U.S. And I, think, I feel it's only right to um, reward them with your presence, the, the presence of the people they've been only watching on TV. And in return, you get all their love and make the show a thousand times better. Saka, when you have an international market like that, you always got to, you know, you always have to be there for them. Like, for example, diba yung NBA, their market is so big in China that they always have China games every October. So for me, if there's a strong demand for it, they, they have to give it to, to the audience. Say it will be it will be profitable naman, uh, even though with the, with the higher cost. Yeah, um, I agree naman with everything you guys said. I just don't want people to start saying na, oh, baka next yan, money in the bank sa Moa Arena or sa Philippine Arena. Like, okay, uh, let, let's set our expectations huh. reasonably and realistically. Okay, I, I am sure that the, that the people watching and listening to us are not that kind of wrestling fan that you'll oh, see Oh, for sure. In here, I'm not accusing our, ca- our, our usual. No, 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 no. It's fair that um, our, our smart listeners, our... Uh, well-adjusted listeners know that Shepard, you can't, you know, you can, you have to crawl before you walk, diba? And if you can't pack, uh, we're going Moa Arena and uh, Alaneta, diba? When when there's a live show around, what makes you think that uh, WWE is gonna post? Uh, I don't know, um, Night of Champions here, diba? So uh, you bring the numbers first, and then they'll give you the 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 live show, the the broadcast show. Yeah, yeah. So, yun lang. Uh, I'm just saying for the people in the comment section, not our comment section, but the <laughs> other comment section. I know y'all are fine listeners and viewers. Oh. I know I know that because you listen to us, you are smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Set our expectations reasonably and realistically, all right? Now, talking about the show, what was your favorite match from Backlash? Definitely the Bunny uh, Priest uh, San Juan Street Fight because... Um, it had high expectations now coming in, but for me, they somehow they passed. They sur- they surpassed all those expectations, and they really delivered. I mean, um, Damian Priest is a very reliable guy to to you know para to have Buddy be his opponent, you know, and um, expected name interference as well. Somehow we still. Popped for a few uh, interferences. like Carlito and Savio Vega, and it really delivered. And I thought it should have been the main event. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, my my favorite match was uh, Bianca versus Io, which, which is my pick of the week. If you heard uh, the pick of the week episode we dropped yesterday, um, I I will cheer for uh, you know really great in-ring performances and i think that was an in, a great in-ring performance that made her stand out from uh how she was overshadowed in wrestlemania by Rhea versus charlotte mm-hmm. uh for me i'm gonna echo what emil said san juan street fight so you know he said everything that needed to be said so i just want to take a moment to call out the mga comments at disney plus ph na facebook page na ano raw imbisa si bad bunny si jason tatum daw yung kalaban ni damian priest Tangina kailan naging magkamukha si Jason Tatum at si Bad Bunny. Paki-explain na. What? Is that some 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 weird racism thing that I don't know. I have no idea. Man. Nakita ko na sa sa Facebook ng Disney Plus. Medyo naulula ko eh. Parang puta kailan sila naging magkamukha. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, since we mentioned the San Juan street fight, people have been debating on on Twitter, right? Diba? Which should have been the main event? Is it Cody and Brock because Cody and Brock, or should they have gone with the San Juan street fight? And if you guys listen to us on the on the uh, pick of the week episode, you know the answer. But okay, just, just uh, probably a more condensed version for the people in the chat who haven't listened to that episode. Yeah, uh, you you have your hometown guy. You have two hometown guys, right? So. Uh, this is also one of the biggest artists in the world. So how do you not make them the main event in their home um, home territory? So uh, it's super weird that um, they got the they got the cold. I mean, they got the 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 motion rather. I mean, you they call it a double main event, but we as we all know, and as CM Punk would argue, the last match is the main event. So. Um, I I mean Cody and Brock were great. I mean it was a good Brock Lesnar match. It was one of the Brock Lesnar matches that he was really there for, and it was a uh, the kind of match that um, he didn't give Roman Reigns ever. <laughs> but Shempley, but para atmosphere ng uh, Bad Bunny in in wrestling in San Juan, diba? like the, the the people singing along to Chambea alone, you know that that tells me that this should have gone last. This should have been the biggest moment on the show and it was the biggest moment but it was not that the biggest uh possible um spot on the card so sayang yeah i think it was a big uh, miss i know they were deliberating on whether it should have gone last i think they learned their lesson and that it should have gone last like oh hey cody can main event some other day he can main event some other show outside of puerto rico but i think that um he should have helped gave way for that special moment Saka, for me, I noticed that uh, this is maybe something that maybe only me who noticed this. But um, after the the street fight, the crowd started to kind of mellow down, and the matches after that were were main event caliber, the six man tag and the Brock and Cody match. But you could see the crowd wasn't as loud as they were from the beginning of the show until the street fight. So. That's when I knew ah, the street fight should have been a main event because that's what people was waiting for in Puerto Rico. They're 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 excited for their two hometown guys to go at it. So that should have been a main event Don't, for that fact alone. So, um, so but the crowd was still good from beginning to end. But I kind of noticed na nagmelo na, nagmelo na sila yeah. after the street fight as is it is as if na yun lang yun lang yung inabangan ng most people who were in that crowd i mean nagbi joke party nga kayo eh so malamang mapapagod kayo after noon <laughs> all right uh glendale's asking best backlash to date uh i mean that's recency bias talking i mean like uh there there have been so many backlashes over the past couple of decades right so uh who's to say really but i mean like uh in a vacuum sure because uh the crowd made it so you know the crowd was into it uh the crowd amplified that atmosphere made it look really i mean it was good it was really good uh from an in-ring standpoint but they really sold the shit out of it so sure why not um i don't like saying something is the best ever uh, to this date but uh let's put it up there why not yeah uh to be honest, like the only backlashes I really remember were yung last year WrestleMania backlash, yung greatest match ever during the height of COVID, and yung triple threat rematch from WrestleMania 20. That's it. Uh sorry, Emil. Did you wanna uh no, answer? um I I need to think about that because again, there's so many backlash that happened before. So when I became a fan, I don't think backlash was a thing. Yeah, it, it was not. <laughs> It was, you're right, it, you're right. it was brought back no grand split 2016 so lang yung and I don't really remember any of them as being really great so maybe yeah I yeah I will agree with Gunner. this is the best backlash that I've seen so far to this day ah so you're saying yeah. that this year's backlash made it great again yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ina has a question here. Sana pati, uh, comment. Sana pati AEW mag-show sa Pilipinas. Uh, as much as I would want that, um, if, if you see our comments on TikTok whenever we post AEW, uh, that's not going to do well. Uh, the people, the wrestling fans here are drunk on WWE because WWE is like, has been the game in town for what, the past 30 years? So um, it's a, AEW to them is a hard sell because um, 
it really is a second tier promotion to them, even with the former WWE guys, even with CM Punk. Right? So they think that um, it's lesser because it's not WWE. I mean, part of that might be true, but, uh, you know, internet fans like you and I, uh, we, we appreciate it for what it is. But uh, the casual fan will not come in droves to watch that show. Malami yeah. pambigas sa kakainin si AEW here sa Philippines. No, I don't think it's a matter of AEW doing more. I think it's a matter of fans finally, you okay. know, unlearning the the fact that WWE is the only worthwhile wrestling game around. Yeah, uh, very tribalistic din kasi tayo dito sa Pinas, eh, di ba? Na yeah. you, you're only a WWE fan or you're only an AEW fan or like whatever. So that's another thing that we have to unlearn as a culture. Yep, yeah. definitely. Sadly, sadly. All right, let's move on to talking about the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the tournament happened this week, or is happening this week. We got the first half basically over until Monday Night Raw when Seth Rollins emerged out of the Raw bracket, like some of you may have predicted. And now you have the SmackDown bracket, which will take place this weekend, Saturday morning Manila time. So for SmackDown, you've got Lashley, Theory, Sheamus, AJ, Edge, and Ray. So first question really is, dapat bang naging kasama yung ano dito, yung SmackDown? Should they have been part of this? Nope. Emil, you, you, you go first. No, no, because Triple H has already said that this belt, this championship is exclusive to whatever brand that doesn't draft Roman. So that is raw. So bakit, sa logic pa lang, like why are we having the SmackDown wrestlers participate especially that we just had the draft a week ago so i i don't know i I don't know why we're getting smackdown wrestlers on this tournament really yeah um yeah um i'll take it even further than that yes we we heard that uh triple h said it was raw exclusive but um if if SmackDown guys are eligible to win it, and then the title the title is exclusive to Raw, then but patay ng draft, ba? But back pa ng draft si Fox or whoever was in charge of SmackDown, but pa siya draft the main eventers, like guys like Rey Mysterio, like Edge, if they can lose them to Raw because the the big bosses said that they're out, they're allowed to compete for the the Raw World Heavyweight Championship, ba? So uh, the draft looks kind of dumb there. So. Um, they kind of undermine what they did entirely. And uh, I don't know if that means like uh, sure bet, sure thing uh, no, na a raw guy will win the championship. But um, I hope so because, uh, I mean, the SmackDown kayfabe uh, authority figure or whoever pulls the strings will certainly hope so. Like if I were them, I'd sabotage uh, my guy's uh, chances of winning this belt because um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if they'd allow us to keep it on SmackDown, right? So there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, lack of logic going on here. Sabini Joem in the comments, nah, he read on the dirt sheets yes. that uh, it, it could be a counter to yeah. the NBA and NHL playoffs. Yes, obviously, that's the, I don't know, that's, that's the backstage um, reason for all of this. Like, yes, we understand. All three of us, you, you, I mean, you who are listening to this understand that. I'm talking about the on-screen logic that it, it inevitably presents because of, of this uh, uh, network-centric booking decision, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I found it weird that there was a SmackDown side of the bracket because I, I looked at the Raw roster, kind of like we all did, right? When the WWE draft finally shook out and I was like, oh, parang may enough naman on Raw to have a full-blown tournament even if you don't necessarily fill up like 12 spots. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, they could yeah. legit have eight guys, and just have you know do a tournament, and that's it. You know, so di ko alam kung bakit pa kailangan isali yung SmackDown, considering we just had the draft. Mm-hmm. Edo, question for you guys: We know Seth is the Raw representative, so does the SmackDown representative have a shot? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Like, yeah. but yeah, like I said, if I were the SmackDown, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, big boss, I would, you know, hamstring their chances of them leaving my show to go to the other brand. <laughs> so yeah, there's always a shot. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know who would I put, who I would put there though. I mean, like, uh, would I put Shameless or would I put Edge? Um, I don't know. But uh, right now, the the most ideal, whether you're from SmackDown or from Raw, 
it's still set. Set has been ready for this for a while now. He's been more ready than Cody. Um, I think that it is really his to lose. Yeah, and like uh, we have said on this podcast before, or pinag-usapan natin sa Discord, the only way that they can make this title not look like a consolation prize if to, is to have someone who has not interacted with Roman at all over the last year win the title. And I think Seth is that guy. He's like the, uh, the one... If Roman is 1A, Seth is 1B. So... Seth is this is Seth for Seth to win. Yeah, a couple um, of he, things. Seth did interact with Roman. He just didn't lose outright because DQ yeah, yeah, And yeah. Roman is not one A. Roman is one. Oh, Roman is one. He is okay. the one. He's the one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for, um people are asking, uh, is Roman gonna be on the show? Is he gonna main event? I don't think he is. It depends. Uh, he's coming back this week, Deba. Yes. Uh, Maybe that's going to start a new story, but I think it's not enough time to start a new story. I think um, Cody, again, it's going to be enough to draw people. I don't know if there's enough time to build up a new Roman match unless they finally jumpstart yung split ng bloodline. Like, I, I would do, like, uh, Roman and Solo versus the Usos. That would, that would be great. But um, I certainly don't think he's doing a world championship match. I also Night don't think yung Night of Champions ngayon is like the Night of Champions of old where every title has to be defended. I don't think that's the case this time around. No. Like if there's yeah. a championship match, there's a championship match, pero kung walang kalaban si champion ABC, eh, di wala, wala talaga. Hindi rin nila sinasabi on commentary na every championship will be defended. They used to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they haven't said that yet, but you know, who knows. Hey, uh, anything can happen between now and May 28. May two weeks pa. So we could be saying those things in about a couple of weeks. All right, uh, this is not a championship match, but definitely is part of Night of Champions because Brock basically challenged Cody to a sequel nitong Monday Night Raw. And he basically explained that in reason yeah, why he's been going after Cody in the process. Yeah, uh, I mean, I knew. I knew, that who, I, knew, I knew who Brock really was. I knew he was a big baby. He was a big toddler. If, you, if any of you in, in the chat listening to this have a child, a small child. It's pretty much Brock, uh, but he is, you know, 40-something years old and 260 pounds. He is not in control of his emotions. He can't regulate them. He does whatever he wants. He wants everything to be about himself. I knew that. Uh, some people needed more explanation. <laughs> they needed more justification. And he gave them that justification. He literally, he literally said that he wanted everything to be about him. So... Uh, at least now we know, you know, one pay-per-view match after why um, why this feud is uh, is happening to us. So uh, good for you. But, you know, I appreciated that little tidbit of reinforcing who Keel Brock really is. Yeah, and for me, this was Brock's best promo like he cut in a while. Na siya lang. Na walang heyman, walang manager. And yeah, Rose Wright basically reinforces who he is. And I like how we are getting another match between Brock and Cody because it keeps away Cody from winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Like we all feared that he would yeah, when this yeah. title was announced. So at least he at least he's busy uh, feuding with Brock rather than you know winning the title and would literally not be great for his story. So. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised Nah, that's how they took Cody out of the tournament. Nah, he would lose the triple threat and that Finn would advance. Um, but I'm not complaining because we got a great match from Seth and Finn, which included a couple of callbacks to SummerSlam 2016 for the then-vacant Universal Championship. So I felt it was fitting that there's another vacated world title introduced palang, and then Seth and Finn are competing in this very vital match for it. So uh, I, I really enjoyed that bit of storytelling on Raw. A lot of callbacks yeah. to that match as well, and they they explained how oh it, that's how uh, Finn was injured uh, during that title match. Because Seth and Finn has already faced so many times before this, but this is like the first time that they really went all out with the callbacks from that Universal Title match in 2016. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with that. Um, it was a good match. Uh, I just want to say, like, super elite wrestlers there. You wrestle two matches in one night. Um, you know, first match for that wasn't any kind of match. It wasn't no squash, but it wasn't no short match. So if any of you even think 
to um you know drag these guys and you know make fun of them for you know thinking they're not good at what they do uh you know this is really uh a, this is really proof that wwe and in by extension AEW has some have some of the best wrestlers in the game right now yeah, uh, it's no joke what they did, diba? To wrestle for 30 minutes on live television, then to only have one hour to rest, then wrestle another 15 to 20 minutes on live TV. Um, none of us here in this call can do that. Yeah, not even me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take another break. When we come back, we'll cross over to AEW and talk about that turn from Don Callis. But first, another, qu- another quick message from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. All right, let's go and talk about AEW. Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega today. If you uh, caught the episode of Dynamite kanina, and uh, for those of you who've been following Dynamite weekly and religiously, you might have seen this coming, especially with how weird Don Callis has been acting around Kenny. Or maybe, maybe if you just noticed that Don Callis as a character, the DNA niya is very slimy, right? <laughs> character DNA niya. So it kind of did. Didn't really make sense for him to be a babyface, even though he and Kenny have had that uh, long-standing bond. So for me as a viewer, I was like, "All right, about damn time that this happened." Yeah, it was just you know, I mean, uh, it was it was telegraphed, yes, but it wasn't those predictable turns that uh, was satisfying in his predictability because they never really built up to it. Like they never did the big tease. Um, uh, that uh, slowly built up to this moment finally happening. They just did the one thing where, um, where or the two things rather, where Don Callis didn't really stop um, the BCC from attacking them, attacking Kenny and the, and the Bucks. Uh, they did the thing where the the ambulance thing. But um, it's it's a works, yeah. Like uh, for the reason that you mentioned that Don Callis was never supposed to be this uh, baby face when the elite turned face. So. Um, I guess it makes sense. I just don't. I just don't know exactly where he would go from here. Does he go manage um, the BCC? Because I, I don't think he needs to do that, or I don't think the BCC need him. Uh, they got Brian for that. Because um, if they, but if he doesn't manage the BCC, he's going to be this weird third party that is uh, going to make the entire story even more complex than it really should be. So. I just don't know where they're going, and that kind of bothers me that I don't know where they're going. Um, for for me, I knew this was coming. I called it a while ago. In the even in the beginning stage of his storyline, I knew that Callis was uh, gonna have plans to screw on the elite, especially Kenny. And but the execution was kind of meh. But the turn was okay. Turn was uh, it was predictable. The interesting thing here now is um, Takeshita because it was Callis who brought in Kanosuke Takeshita to the elite. So what happens there? Does Takeshita follow suit? Does he? Um, because I saw in the tag match a while ago, na Takeshita was kind of still, you know, he was still kind of friendly to uh, the BCC members, um, and. Brian was inviting him to be a member of the BCC, so it's it. That's the narrative to watch out for in the next few weeks. Whether where his uh, allegiance lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Because uh, din, ako sure what's gonna happen to Don Callis kapag na-resolve na ko ano yung direction niya. Because the la- uh, the last thing I want for someone like Don Callis who can bring the heat is for him to go by the way of Dan Lambert. Yeah, uh, people are wondering, yeah, uh, to uh, to address um, Emil's Takeshita point, right? uh, Does that mean Takeshita's turning heel? Is he going to turn on the elite? Um, they did tease it about right? when uh, last week um, when they had him stand between the two factions. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to stay face. He's just so good as a face. I know that that's going to give him a lot more, you know, cash um, as. Uh, as a member of the AEW roster, if he was a if, if he was a heel, but he's got too much baby energy to be a heel. I kind of want them to bring in Ibushi to be uh, Don's guy. Um, I know Golden Lovers. I know everyone wants that. It's been a while since Kenny has had uh, Ibushi by his side, but I think there's a lot more reason for Ibushi to face off against Kenny again. For one, Kenny left him in New Japan. 
Um, they were rivals after they initially teamed. And I think there are a lot of stories and nuances to plumb uh, with uh, with a heel Ibushi versus face Kenny. That's gonna that's gonna mess up the entire thing again. Like that's gonna be like three parties about three parties involved in the story. But I don't know. I think um, in a way they've managed to um, make that kind of stuff work. And all that is needed really is uh, good matches from there. What I kind of don't like about this is it makes the young bucks look like talagang chuwariwap lang sila ni Kenny Omega. Because now it's a Kenny-centric story, whereas nung simula, it was the BCC railing against what the elite stood for. No, it was always a Kenny story. It was Kenny, Brian's first, you know, target was Kenny. It was always Kenny that the BCC were attacking. Nakataon uh, lang na the Young Bucks were also there, diba? Uh, they were always targeting him. See, Brian was always talking about him. And uh, the Bucks were just an offshoot of what he did, even though it might be the other way around in real life. Yeah. But, um, if we remember, uh, Kenny was always the main target because uh, he was the the big guy, the guy uh, among the elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Brian's promos are very centric towards uh, telling Kenny that he's everything that is wrong with the wrestling business. So uh, I think Ro has a point there. All right. Sige, sige. Uh, someone mentioned in the comments, I actually forgot about this. You can see Leo. Uh, Miro and Thunder Rosa showed up on AEW today. Uh, they haven't been seen on television in months uh, for Thunder Rosa, like close to a year, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, like half a year or close to a year. So, um, very weird to just bring them back like that. Na, uh, wala pa silang kalaban, wala silang story other than going to Tony Khan's office. But I guess they really want to do the slow burn thing here for both of them. Yeah. Uh, the rumors are saying that it has something to do with uh, the collision announcement, but they, I think they did those segments after Tony Khan made the announcement of his announcement. So I think that lines Lincoln up. Nero was early on before Tony ah, yeah, Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So he he must have known. So, uh, yeah, um, it's a quiet way to bring them back, but I guess it doesn't take up you know a lot of TV time if you had them come back via big in-ring segment. Yeah, like Miro didn't even say anything. See, Thunder Rosa, she just teased that uh, she was going to talk to TK, then she entered the office. Then you know. You know. Yeah. What if CM Punk returns the same way? Like, he's, he's going to gonna go to Tony Khan's office. <laughs> like, you know, walang, walang, walang epic entrance. It's just him appearing, and then he's saying he's going uh, to go inside TK's office. I don't know. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. I think that would be too too silly to actually happen on TV. Yeah, I think even TK true. would know not to do that. Somebody <laughs> yeah. has to save CM Punk for like a big show. Yeah, for like the, the debut they, of Collision. Debut yeah, of Collision. Exactly, exactly. Oh, the same way that he saved Punk for the second episode of Rampage. Yeah. Oh, Anything was, else, that Nano? It, it was uh, good. Uh, anything else from oh, Dynamite? Um, no, I I just heard a rumor uh, earlier. No, na because of collision, there uh, there's some hints that Rampage will be turning to like what was what was back then the Heat, WWF Heat, or Superstars or main event. So, what are you your thoughts about that? Uh, if you've seen Ramp, I mean, if you followed Rampage regularly, you would know that that's already how they treat the show. Like. No, una there was like it, you know it was like if you were around for like the debut of main event ng WWE and the superstars in WWE they treated it like big deals back uh, when it was new like they would put the big stars on it like you would see Randy Orton wrestle on main event and I'm not I'm not kidding you um, they he, those guys really did no uh, uh, late 2000s and early 2010s. So that was how Rampage was at first. And then Tony Khan saw that it didn't really do well in the ratings. And then instead of um, trying to bolster Rampage deliberately by putting the stars on it, he just, he just really uh, forgot about it like a toy, like, like, uh, like Woody. <laughs> so um, it's really sad. It, 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 is what, it is what that is already. Like it's already Heat when Heat was a secondary show for Raw. Uh, in them. Um, I I felt sad for it because it was a show I would regularly follow 
and I thought that it had major storyline implications for Dynamite. And then it just did it, you know. So well, that's sad now. Uh, it's just another hour on the uh, AEW slate, and when the two-hour collision comes, I unfortunately can tell you that it's an hour that you don't have to watch anymore. Yeah, the thing with Rampage is it does have some storyline implications na dinadala nila pabalik ng Dynamite. For example, Julia Hart and Anna Jay. Like, I didn't know that they were feuding until I saw yung recap na it was happening pala on Rampage or or Dark or whatever, right? Uh, only to find out na, yung nga, they're gonna have their blow-off match here on Dynamite. So, it was kind of sad na, um, you know, Rampage was just treated like that. And it's sad that they have to bring it back to Dynamite to remind us that relevant itong blow off nitong uh, sina Julia Hart and Anna J. I didn't even know that Anna J was face again, despite still being with the JAS. So there's a lot of confusion there on my part because I just stopped watching Rampage when I realized that it wasn't being treated with the same importance as Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, on that note, um, they used to do these things where Orange Cassidy would show up on Rampage every week and he would defend the then all Atlantic Championship. And then they moved that entirely to Dynamite because DK he needs the ratings on he needs the best the best ratings on the main show instead of you know spreading the spreading the players around and you know doing load management, whatever have you. Um he did that for a while and then he just gave up. Uh it's sad because you shouldn't have given up. You could you could have done something about it. Uh he could have just tried, and he just really uh, moved on from it, like uh, an ADHD kid. So, you know, really sad because I I was a rampage believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of the open house matches ng House of Black now that we've actually seen it on TV get executed? Oh, I uh, like it. Sorry. really like it. Um, I... Would, I wish this would. I, this this is why I wish the House of Black would retain the trio side for a long time because I really like what I saw earlier and um, looking forward to more of it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, medyo palpak lang yung unang you know yung unang challenger stipulation where they ended up banning Julia Hart from ringside, but I think there's a lot of uh, creativity, um, you know, uh, waiting to be used on that particular. Uh, creative parameter, so I want to see more of it. I also hope that they carry over the style for future champions. About like it shouldn't just be the House of Black. So if you if you make people get used to um, this rule for trios championships, eventually you're gonna have to keep doing it for for the for the rest of the, the whoever the champions are gonna be. Yeah, it's that's like true. a pure. Uh, no, you pure title rules so or you Manila yes. rules match. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anything from NXT that stood out to you guys this week? Um, Braun Breaker, um, he's continuing to really shine as a heel. And binarinig nga ako na they were, uh, the WWE, the brass, were, they were trying to get him to the main roster. But since uh, his heel character is new and they're liking the direction of it, they decided to let him let him cook as a heel in NXT for a while. And I think that was the right decision because I, I think he's really shining more now as a heel rather than him being a babyface when he was still the champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on my end, I wanted to bring up the NXT Women's Championship Tournament because this week they revealed who the eight participants were, diba? And then nakita rin natin na nag-advance si Tiffany Stratton over Gigi Dolin. Uh, I believe it was Lyra Valkyria who also advanced uh, in, in her first-round matchup against... Crap, I'm forgetting who she advanced against. But Lyra Valkyria is advancing. So a- any early picks for the next NXT Women's Champion uh, at Battleground? I mean, Tiffany's like... Uh... The next in line, I think, to win the title. So I'll go with Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. Ayun, Lyra Valkyria defeated Kiana James there. I also, I, I'm kind of agreeing with that. Because they seem to be really high on Tiffany because she has, in, uh, she has improved quite a bit from her early days as Shempre, uh, uh, different a different sport athlete coming into wrestling. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tiffany won because, you know, the easier pick of Gigi already lost about yeah, uh, I could also see them uh, putting it on Lyra because uh, she is also like at this point the most experienced wrestler on this entire bracket. So if I were them, I would just give it to the to the relative veteran as well. 
Yeah, uh, looking at this, diba, it's easy to predict na eh, kasi usually face heel matchups, right? So if Tiffany uh, won in her first round matchup, I guess it's safe to assume Roxanne wins in her matchup. And then Lyra Valkyria will need a heel so she'll get Cora Jade. Uh, so okay. that's probably your final four. And then I, I do see the possibility of Lyra beating Cora Jade and making it to Battleground for the finals. Tapasing nga, Tiffany Stratton over Roxanne Perez kind of does make sense. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing either of these women win. Yep. Definitely. Uh, they're not going to give it to Cora Jade because she's she's not that girl anymore. So uh, I think uh, Roxanne also was given just the quick um, championship because they needed to get rid of Mandy Rose. About and yeah, uh, that, um, Tiffany already won against Gigi. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, should be interesting as we march towards NXT Battleground uh, the day after or hours after uh, Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. All right, uh, let's wind down here and um, let people know that if you want to be part of the Night of Champions viewing party, again, you can get your tickets at snack.ph slash geektalkph. Ro, I didn't yung prices, so I wasn't able to mention that earlier at the top of the show. Yeah, uh, well, to be honest with you guys, there yung tickets on snack.ph. We're finalizing that, lang, but it should be up soon. Uh, we already are... Uh, confirmed with Javi Stadium sa, sa QC and um, the prices when they go up are 400 pesos for early bird tapos if you decide to walk in it's going to be 500 um, there will be toys given away by Javi Stadium so if y'all are fans of WWE action figures for sure meron yan uh, there's also going to be free food and drink with your with your ticket Champa, we can't let you uh, hang out with us after midnight without feeding and uh, you know uh, satisfying your thirst of us. So we're all going to have fun. We're going to have a party. Um, it's going to be a fun slumber party watching wrestling. And uh, we'll see you there. And we hope to see you there. So we're going to get a new World Heavyweight Champion, y'all. Yeah. Uh, sana may mag-cosplay as Wendy Chu. Kasi bagay naman for the occasion. <laughs> oh, my. I'd like to see Roman Reigns cosplay as Wendy Chu. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sana makarating kay Roman Reigns guy na ano, uh, Wendy Chu yung theme mo sa Night of Champions. No? Uh, let's get some plugs here. Uh, what's happening on your end, Ro? Uh, wala pa. I have an announcement for an announcement. I don't, know what, I, I, don't know, I don't know when I'm going to make that announcement. Uh, I'm going to announce that there, I'm going to have another announcement. Um, but I don't know when I'm going to have that announcement. So stay tuned. Uh, there is a project in the works. You've seen uh, my picture with Wrestling After Work co- uh, host, Abel Anselmo. We are cooking something up. And yes, it is going to be wrestling related. It is going to be a podcast. But I will let you know <laughs> when it's time for that announcement for an announcement. Uh, look, look at you uh, go, going on TK mode right here, as Aaron points out. <laughs> uh, new MWF episodes are up on Gank, so go check yes. that out. Yep. Uh, you first Yo, part of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go check it out. The pre show is already up on Gank. Uh, ManilaWrestling.com if you want to subscribe for as low as $10 a month. That's right, $10 a month. Yeah, I'm a yeah. bad ambassador. $10. <laughs> uh, $10. Um, six, uh, that's around 640 or something in coins, which you can buy uh, with your credit card, debit card, PayPal, I believe, and Gcash. Uh, if you still have Gcash after the uh, the recent hullabaloos. Oh. So, uh, go check that out. Um, lots of fun uh, pre-show matches, of And then if you want to catch the other things that just wait for it because MWF will be releasing that in bunches, as, as, as always, leading up to the next show. Tickets are also available for that. Uh, QC Memorial Circle, June 4, hey. 4.30 p.m. That should be a lot of fun. It's a very different experience. Hopefully, loads better than Manila Madness. If you know, you know. <laughs> Over in court tennis, so I know. That. I mean, like it's it's QC Memorial Circle. Everyone is. I mean, a lot of people are there, not like Manila Madness. Ah, uh, because in Manila Madness, we had to displace uh, people who were fire victims. Yeah, fire <laughs> victims. Jeez, that's horrible. All right, uh, on my end, go check out On Deck with Stancy. New episode out. Uh, I talked about my radio anniversary this past week and uh, about the anxiety heading into um, my return at MWF. So. Uh, that's up And uh, next week naman I'm doing a mailbag episode So go send your questions in About radio, podcasting Hosting or VO uh, Over to my Twitter Or Instagram At underscore Stan C uh, Let's see if we can answer those On the podcast 
Make sure to follow the show at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok and on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much to the uh, Babyface producers over at Podcast Network Asia. I know Babyface producer Jasper is at the controls for tonight, so go send him some love. And uh, please watch out for our interview with Robbie Eagles. We'll be releasing that this weekend. So uh, it's the annual tradition of having the Sniper of the Skies on oh. the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. But 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 if you want to hear it already, I mean, like, you can subscribe to our Patreon for five dollars and you know watch the entire Skype call. Uh, which we posted for exclusively for patrons. Yeah, so yon may advanced access na actually mga patrons namin. So uh, very sulit naman talaga yung binabayad nila. Alright, uh, we'll catch you next week for another live stream Thursday at 7pm on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, follow us individually at Chino Supersize at Monday Night Rowan at EML underscore Meister at Roizwar and at underscore Stan C. On behalf of Emil ASH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C saying stay safe Stay healthy. Don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 